Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Blizzard gained a new leader. Take me to your leader. And other things happened. Some things happened this week. A lot of things did not happen this week. That's true. And if we were doing a podcast on things that didn't happen this week, we'd still be talking from last week. It's amazing. Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of like weird shit we could talk about, but nobody, nobody on this podcast is gonna uh, really care about us discussing Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari, uh, Corbin Burns getting traded from the Brewers to the Orioles, or there was something else too. What was it? Uh, what's his name died? Carl Weathers. That's yeah. in the, that's in the last article of the short things. Oh, all right, cool. One of the best meme usages out there. Mm-hmm. He's got some good meme. Dylan, uh, you son of a bitch. Yep. You know the wor- the weirdest thing I realized, like about that, not about that meme, but like every time I look at that, you can't handshake yourself. That's true. Like it's it's just like a fundamental thing. Like I, anybody hears that goes, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, obviously. But like I can high five myself. It's called mm-hmm. clapping. But like yep. you can't. <laughs> When you really think about it, what's a high five more than an assisted clap? Uh, but you can't facts. You, you can't do this part. Just doesn't work because cause the hand 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 not same. Yeah. No. No. No thing. So then you try to do the the bro grip. Yeah. From nice. Arnold and Carl Weathers, and you just can't do it. But one day, I so badly want that dap up to be perfect and just hear that that perfect suction sound that you get from doing that correctly. Yeah. yeah. He was, in, he was. I was watching like Rocky montages, the training montage of him, and he's great in <sighs> the Rocky movie, specifically uh, Rocky three and on. Like, well, just Rocky three, and he's in four for a little bit. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he Rocky three he's 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 good. The so somebody had posted the montage, the training montage mm-hmm. with him and Rock. Yep, which is a great great solid five minutes of montage. Yep. NPR did a little quote on it. Um, played the audio of Rock saying when he's like tomorrow and 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 Apollo 
Crawl is like, there's no tomorrow, Rock. There's no tomorrow. You know, the whole thing. <laughs> and then there's also him coming out to the fight against Drago mm-hmm. to uh, it's not Little Richard. Uh, James Brown doing Coming to America, I think. Yeah, when he, yeah. And it's just, it, he's in the, like, the full American suit with the, yeah, top the Uncle hat Sam. And, yeah, and there's just, it's just America everything. And, and he's it's dancing like, behind. Uh... It's like you watch it back now and you go, oh, yeah. We are obnoxious as a country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was, he was great in Rocky. Good range, too, because he's in uh, Happy Gilmore. He's in Happy Gilmore. He's in Mandalorian. <clears throat> yep, Mandalorian. Obviously, Predator. We mentioned yeah, that. Yep, obviously, Predator. And he did a lot of shows, a lot of TV shows. I was looking at his IMDb today, obviously. Mm-hmm. A lot of TV shows, a lot of random stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about some new releases. Why not? The Lost Legends of Redwall. Beast and Friends for PC and the Scout Anthology for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Rugby 24 for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number four, Eastward Octopia DLC for PC and Switch. Number five, The Legend of Steel Empire for the Switch. Number six, uh, who cares about that one? That's already out. Number seven, Spell. Oh, okay. I'm not going to read that either. I'm not going to read that one. We're going to read ones that I know the official dates of. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink for PC and PlayStation. Number 10, Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, really popular Switch. anime. Persona 3 Reloaded. Or Reload, I guess. For PC and Xbox. What, Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, I know that yeah. that's, uh, that's up there. Hey, speak of the devil. Did Buck really just link a Jujutsu Kaisen? It looks like... Because I, I know that it looks like of... some fan art that might be related to it, or my eyes deceive me. And Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Wasn't that now pulled was again at some point? Uh, it was pulled, and I believe it's now back up. Hmm. It was pulled within an hour of its pre release timing. Yeah, because, because it was auto completing. There was a bug that auto completed the story parts of the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the Reddit post. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's Does that have a name on there somewhere? <clears throat> nope. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Where's my phone? It literally just says Reddit Media. It doesn't even have the subreddit listed. Classic. Well, that guy's a fucking creep. All right. Spying on you, listening to our conversations. He captioned it with him staring off into space. While the min-max. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? He meant to say while they min-max parts of the fight. And he did not type a complete sentence at all in the second part of that. So I will do what I always do. and Self-translate. But from the other side? Yeah. Or a Giga Chad version of him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell him later when I talk to him. You don't know how weird that is. <laughs> that when I say something, you provide an image behind yeah. me. Does it's, it have multiple eyes? On the other side? 
Yeah, it looks like he's got like a robotic, like two at least. Two eyes? Yeah, like a, like a piece kind of yeah. like this. Yeah. One here, one here. Yep. Because he has four, he has like four or six eyes. Oh, yeah, and he definitely does have another one right here. Yep. He does have, yep. Yeah. It's 100% a play on that character. <laughs> the main character in that anime. Yeah. Fucking creep. I mean, he is he is an anime person. Like he mm-hmm. he does watch them, so it it's not surprising that it's happened. Mm-hmm. It's surprising the timing. Yeah, the timing because literally it like <laughs> popped up. And I was like, that's weird. You know when we discuss when we say something, we see it. Yeah, pop up over the week. Yeah. I've never had it happen like that. <laughs> it's getting stronger. I've never had it happen instantly. <laughs> it's getting stronger. I want a Big Mac. Uh, nope, no luck. All right, we're not that close. Now, if, uh, if Uber shows if a up McDonald's Uber, like tractor trailer, crashes. <laughs> but if it has fully formed Big Macs on it, instead of just like the fucking vat, 55 gallon drums of Mac sauce. <laughs> oh, more, more surprising if an Uber Eats driver shows up up here. Yeah, like delivers the food to the wrong, to the wrong house. house. And it's specifically a Sprite uh, and a Big Mac and a large fry. Oh. It's like, every time I, I've downloaded Uber Eats, I can't even get delivery here because it's too far away. Oh, that would be hilarious. Love it. If we walk outside there, there's a McDonald's bag. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I literally won't know what to do with my life at that point. <laughs> every day, you're just going to have to wake up and be like, a million dollars. I'm just gonna try things until they show up. Yeah, like do I have to? Is it a thing where you have to like build to it? Maybe. So I say Jujutsu Kaisen image. <laughs> yeah. Big Mac, wait for it. It'll happen. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about some layoffs. Yeah. Do you want? Let's go from a high of Jujutsu Kaisen showing up and to Macs, a low to that a just low, we to a low gonna... where your meals for the next month might only be Big Macs. <laughs> Uh, the lows are just going to keep coming. So I'm going to rip some layoffs. Rip them. Twelve people have reportedly been laid off from Wayfinder Studio Airship Syndicate. President Ryan Stefanelli and CEO Joe Maduera. I don't know if that last one was right. Maduria? Have also been taking pay cuts as a result of the restructuring. Hey, so that's the process of the first time I actually hear the president and CEO taking pay cuts. Know, they didn't right? say how much they are, though. Kotaku. <laughs> pay cut. All right. Uh, my salary is going from uh, $10 million to $9,998,000. Kotaku is reportedly, sorry, is reporting that Polish studio Artificer laid off roughly half its team or around 25 people. The studio's last game was the turn-based tactics title Showgunners, which launched on Steam in May and holds a very positive review average. Kotaku reports that uh, further cuts are expected. Fandom-owned outlet GameSpot has endured a round of layoffs. The employees' posts give little detail as to the scope or focus of the layoffs, saying only that some people were let go. Nimble Giant Entertainment, an Embracer subsidiary, has reportedly laid off 28 staffers. Its latest release was Star Trek Infinite. Square Enix has disbanded Tokyo RPG Factory and absorbed the subsidiary into its larger firm. Tokyo RPG Factory was established in 2014, focused on new console RPG projects. It released titles such as I Am Setsuna in 2016, Lost Sphere in 2017, and most recently, Onik. 
Oninaki, which was launched in 2019. Sega of America is set to lay off 61 people across two close locations on its Irvine campus. 12 in one office and 49 in another. These layoffs are related to the previously announced plan to phase out temporary workers by February 2024. Eidos Montreal, an Embracer subsidiary, has laid off 97 staffers from the studio. The announcement on social media said that those affected were employees across development, administration, and support services. As reported by Bloomberg, per per anonymous staffers, Embracer also canceled development on an unnamed Deus Ex project at Eidos. It will now focus on an original IP. Is Deus Ex not an original IP? Uh, I don't know the history of Deus Ex. I don't know either. I know it exchanged hands, I feel like. And I would ask, can I steal your other water? Yeah. Because I can feel it coming. Um, Gotten good at that. I think I saw a related article that said that there's now been six... Deus Ex sequels canceled over the course of its existence. Hell yeah. So over the course of it, like since Mankind Divided? I think or, since or human I can't remember which of the last one was. was I think this might be one? Human Revolution was first, then Mankind Divided? I don't remember. I don't know which one's which. <sighs> sure. Um I think that might be I interpreted it as being from the first game. So, I don't know if that's factual or not. It does seem to be what, one. What I would believe is that, yes, it's from the first game. So, it was like, we're going to do one. All right, we're going to do two. Cancel it. Cancel mm-hmm. it again. Okay, we fin- we eventually made two. Let's make three. Cancel it. Cancel it again. <laughs> I don't know why they struggle so much with that one. Like, it seems like it would be like. I do genuinely wonder how popular Deus Ex is. Because, I don't know. Because they do this type of stuff where they wait so long between them well i think at this point now it's essentially as far as brand recognition goes it's essentially defunct you'd be a new ips you'd be that level of starting up it would need a reboot essentially but like i think if anything's the closest modern thing we have to what i think deus ex was is uh cyberpunk like true i agree with that it's a kind of like a I don't want to say spiritual successor, but like that's the that's what if someone's like if someone wanted to make the ideal Deus Ex game, it would probably be Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I want to say that what was the main character's name? I want to say Adam every time, but I don't think that's right. I want to say like David. I don't know why. I know his name's not Deus Ex. (laughs) I don't know because every time otherwise I would have also thought that. Uh, I never played one. I played the newer one. One of the newer ones, whatever the first one was. The only one I, yeah. The the worst part is Mankind Divided and Human Revolution are not distinct enough in which one comes first. I mean, they were, I think they were essentially the same game. I know, but like, even, even if you were just like, okay. Yeah. Like I tell you two, two names, which one's the first one? Yeah. Like sometimes they put a two. So it's clear. Other times the subtitle is like return of blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, that's the second one. Yeah. This is just. A human revolution and mankind was divided. Okay, well, that's the same. Yeah, thing. which it's yeah. the same thing. Um, the only one I played was uh, the Go version, I believe. Okay, it was a fun game, but I mean, they didn't live up to the hype of when I remember when it came out. You know, it was clearly 
they were riffing off of the Deus Ex branding and uh, the, the original game. And it didn't live up to that those expectations. But anyways. I'm, I'm, this is bugging me to the point where I got to get to the bottom of it. On the other side of the coin, we have a couple, actually a few new studios. A cohort of Volition Games veterans have formed Shapeshifter Games. Matt Madigan will serve as studio head for the new co-development studio. On social media, he said, quote, Our goal is to grow and assist developers and publishers by providing a sustainable workforce model. It has been great reconnecting with former colleagues and a great community to help others who have been affected by the industry, end quote. Additionally, Shapeshifter partnered with In Exile Entertainment as a co-developer for the upcoming RPG Clockwork Revolution. The news comes five months after Volition closed down as part of Embracer's ongoing restructuring program. <clears throat> X Mojang Studios and Tokoboka, to- Tokoboka staffers have formed a new game development studio, Roro. It was founded by CEO William Sampson and Robin Flodden, uh, whom is joined by Christopher Gelbring. The studio's debut project will feature an interactive digital dollhouse. I don't know what the fuck that means. Do you know what that means? Interactive digital dollhouse. It doesn't sound... So there's a few ways you can go. You can go... That's technically what The Sims is. And you can do that. You can okay. do that thought. And you can have that thought, which goes, that makes sense to me. I understand that. Yes. Then you can have Toy Box Killer. Completely other direction. Yeah. Which is a serial killer problem. Uh, just for quick references. Yes. Human Revolution. Then Mankind Divided. Okay. And apparently there was Deus Ex Breach, whatever that means. I don't know what that means either. It's not highlighted as a main one, so it's probably one of the side ones. Hmm. Um, and uh, Jensen. Jensen. That does sound familiar. And finally, as far as new studios go, uh, former key developers on Cyberpunk 2077 and the Bioshock series has formed a new studio, Anti-Static Studios. Alongside the announcement of the freshly formed studio, the developers have announced the studio's debut project called Hornet, a PvE cooperative tactical shooter set in a post-nuclear continent overrun by paranormal activity. A demo of the game will be showcased during this year's GDC event, which is March 18th through the 22nd. According to the press release, the demo will exclusively be shown behind closed doors to a select audience. Um, My interpretation of it, and I saw uh, a screenshot of it, um, I think they're shopping it around to try to get funding. Probably. And they, they have like a working slice of some kind, but it's like clearly not like, you know, it's it's a dev slice. It's like the idea of a of a PvE cooperative tactical shooter. I just hear ready or not mixed with Stalker, mixed with Chernobyl, mixed with. I don't know, but I will say I left out the list of all the employees like and their roles in the previous games that it's fucking stacked like it's like lead writers from cyberpunk like it's a lot of like higher level developers from like you know you, you see these things where it's like x x like 
you yeah. know, CD Projekt Red devs and blah, I mean, blah, blah. literally, X Bioware dev was. Yeah. Is was a is a, is a fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's like a buzzword for me going. Eh. Yeah, but the list of people that were from specifically Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven development and the Bioshock series as well, it was the people in charge of well, departments. So we'll see then. Yeah. One to keep an eye on. Yes. Number three, a new report from Griffin Gaming Partners said that 95% of game makers are developing or maintaining a live service game. The 2023 game development report made in partnership with Rendered Venture Capital surveyed 537 studios from across the globe. Among the surveyors, 66% agreed that live services are necessary for long-term title success. The report notes that traditional game development is two to three years long, while live production is more than five years. I that all that sounds correct to me. Yeah, Te- technically, just so we're all clear, when you really you want to have uh, their their Captain Obvious statement, which is always the one that I hate and stuff like this. Uh, in order to have longevity of a title, you need to have live services. Yeah, you, like you you can't tell me that something like Bioshock Infinite had longevity. Because it doesn't. Yeah. But it's a great game. Yeah. And I I mean, do you remember when that came out? All the discussion around the endings and everything? Mm-hmm. It was nuts. It, it only, took over the internet for a month. There's only a few games I can... I don't even know. I mean, there's one game that comes off, off the top of my head that's the weird one where it has... It's had longevity, but it's not a live service game. But it's also not generating... Well... Mm, I'd say, say be very careful with what it you did, phrase this. It did generate revenue because they sold it on literally everything, but it's Skyrim is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. And it technically is not a... Yeah, that is... It, it's not a live service game. Mm-hmm. It does generate revenue just because they sell it everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's been propped up by mods. Yeah. It's the same for Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the Fallout games for that matter. Yeah. And then... I just say New Vegas because it's the one that I think is arguably maybe at this point the most popular. Maybe. I don't know. That's not good. Oh, no. Weird. Anyways. Scary. Um, scary. Scary, scary realization. That's um, scary. But yeah, no, I mean, Sky- Skyrim is, is correct. You're the right with that being the best example. I was worried you were going to say something like Minecraft, and I was like, that's a live service game. No. It wasn't technically in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I really have no idea either like what where the industry's gonna go. No, neither do I. And I think that the the discussion about it taking five years to make a live service game is also true because what where you can still take the three the same three years to make the game, hmm. you now need to take an extra year and go, How the fuck do we continue this? Like what's the f- yeah. forward path for this? It just surprises me. Like it's has there that you can I can't think of one. Okay. You have a better, you know, knowledge of of everything than your Terrible, brain works better. Listen, keep my, my your, ego in the room. Your brain works better than mine when it comes to these things. Um, <clears throat> has there been really a successful live service game? And by that I mean a game that had a clear plan and clearly executed it, and it did it well. I mean, Fortnite, maybe? No. Technically, Fortnite did not do that. 
Fortnite started as a base building defense game. Yeah. And, and then morphed into immediately. Yeah. They left their entire original idea behind. I would say at first we thought that was going to be Destiny. And then that clearly did not pan out. Because that was what they, they build it as that. of If I can cheat. League of Legends. Okay. If I can cheat. MMOs. Well, that's kind of like makes the point, kind of. Because those those are set out from the get the get go yeah. with that you know reten- uh player retention in mind. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of an interesting point that you're making though, because like, like, arguably I would have said Dota, but Dota was not that because Dota, while it has like balance patches, yeah. I don't know how much it's actually adding like all these new heroes. Like League just added another one this week. Um they're the MMOs are the only games. I you kind of made me realize something is all the live service games up and up till this point. Maybe there's one that will come out that changes this, but have always felt like the live service parts almost an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, because they it the, where then, they like make a game and then they're like, all right, how do we make this into live service? Right. So I'm gonna save our favorite example of that. We we know what it is. We're we're I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna put that in a in a pretty little box over here. We're just gonna, mm-hmm. um. But sports games. Think of all the things I mentioned. Uh, I say all the things I mentioned. I literally said the words MMO and League of Legends. That's not a lot of things. It's just, a lot. <laughs> but you know where I'm going with mobas and whatever. But sports games are mini live service games yeah. technically because they do content throughout the year. But then they immediately release a new one, and it's no longer a true, like, you're not taking five years to build FIFA. That's just not happening. So, Call of Duty is a live service game, but it's not. Like, the, it's not, it's, it's, uh, I guess, mini live service versus long-term live service. Like, short live service versus long-term is what you'd be looking at. Where stuff like Fortnite is long-term live service. Where it has had years and years of uh, adaptation, and you're still on the same account, you're still using all the skins, you're still doing all this stuff. You know, they change things, whatever. Leagues in a pretty similar boat. Dota's in a very similar boat. Yeah, Counter Strike was technically in a very similar boat. I mean, Counter Strike is it would be right <coughs> there. Um, yeah, I guess that might be a. But then you look at like sports games, and you're like. They're uh, short-term live service games because they're focused around ultimate teams. Yeah, where a year it, cycle where it has to be. You start the new year with nothing, so they force you to have to go buy cards again to get somewhere. Where if they had if they weren't being focused around this ultimate team concept, they could have stayed on one game probably. Yeah. And then, like, changed engines behind it and stuff like that. Like, Football Manager could shift itself at some point to being one game. Now, does that hurt their bottom line in terms of dollar amounts immediately? Yes, for Football Manager specifically, because there are no microtransactions. It's you just buy the game and go on. Um, now, FIFA, you would immediately see how EA's uh, budget is 70 something percent live service revenue. They're going to have a problem. 
Do we talk about that? We do. Okay. That exact stat. Oh, well, hey, look at and this. And you want to know how close you are? I'm up by 3%. I think 6. I could remember <clears> if it was 73 or not. Uh, so. I'll check. There's. Just chatting. There's angles for ways to go about it. But the best example of. They made a game. And then went. How do we do this? Is division. Mm-hmm. Specifically division two. Yeah. Division one. They went. Here's the game. We'll do a little bit of DLC later, but we have player retention built in in the way of you have a weekly request of things to go do, go do them, and then we're done. And then when they did Division 2, they went, well, everybody started making battle passes. Mm -hmm. So let's just fucking figure out how to slam one of those in. (laughs) Because Uh... they every every person that's like, oh, we're going to do a battle pass now, and it's like, you can do it, but if your game's not built in an intuitive way to use, like to do the battle pass, then it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You're right, by, by the way. 73%. Would you look at that go? My brain is immaculately large and very wrinkly. <laughs> smooth brain over here. Very smooth. <laughs> like glass. Like a baby's bottom. Uh, and there's shit on it like a baby's bottom. <laughs> Why you gotta shut your brain, man? Why you a poo brain? <laughs> poo brain. <laughs> Accurate description. But that's but that's the thing is I, I think you're right that there are a lot of them, it, which is also the scary thing where they're like, yeah, we're gonna take five years to make a live service game, and I'm like, what game that's come out that I can that you can tell me has had like not you but like yeah. as a dev that you would be like we spent five years on this because we wanted to make it a live service game that I have I could look at and go I can see this working out. Yeah. I don't know that there's one. I don't I don't think so. I mean I think part of the problem like no one's I can name I can name five immediately that failed. No one's hit that like <clears throat> perfect grouping of 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 things you need like you kind of need a you need like a good concept you need good planning and you need like a good tool set which like destiny was close destiny was close but i think what killed them was they had a shit tool set they couldn't they couldn't build anything in in a reasonable amount of time well that and they went they they couldn't build anything in a reasonable amount of time but they also didn't have enough future thought when doing things that they yeah. had to start doing the vault problem. Yeah. Like once you had to start doing the vault thing, you kind of screwed yourself with no true way to come back around. Um, Division two, great starting game, terrible live service component. Yeah. Suicide squad. Spoiler alerts, terrible live service component. Why is that a live service game to begin with? Um, that and they're like, they're, de- they're ghost recon breakpoint. One literally of the, failed. Yeah. One of the problems is they're like they're too greedy with their time. I mean, I think the MMO comparison is good because like MMOs to a certain extent <clears throat> the ones that are successful tend to respect the fact that you're not going to spend all your time on the game. You have dailies, weeklies, whatever that you generally bang out and then you move on with your life. Yeah, I have a I have a be- well. Yes. In the majority sense, you are correct. There is a very loud part of both of those, of like the the top two leading communities of WoW and Final Fantasy. 
at least I'm I know of this for a fact about WoW. I only assume it to be true about Final Fantasy. Yeah, that they would argue with you that up until recently, WoW 110 percent did not respect your time because if you didn't log in for like that week, you would fall behind and there was no catch up. So you can never get back on equal footing with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's I, as far as I'm concerned, that's since been changed and you can yeah. take time off and come back and you, you don't lose anything. Uh, but there are a bunch of people who are like, Oh my God, I was gone for a week and now I'm so far behind. I'm like, dude, just <clears throat> play for this week. And if you know what you're doing, you'll catch up. It's fine. Yeah. That's kind of one of those weird problems. that's hard to solve though. It's like, you know, how it do is. you, how do you make the game fun for someone who has, who basically their main passion in his life is playing video games, and then the person who like literally gets twenty minutes a week to play a game? Like, yeah. how do you make the game a game fun for both of those people? You you <clears throat> do, um <clears throat> you don't. <laughs> the, the answer is that you don't, and the answer is that you don't build it for the person that only ha- that is the you don't build it for the whale. You build it for the 20 minute person and then put in good, good, which here's the hard part. You put in good, repeatable content using that 20 minute time frame to satisfy that person, but then hope that that person, the whale goes, all right, cool. I played this for, you know, I played this on Saturday for like five hours. I'm good. I can put it down till next Saturday and, and go play these other games where at the same point, the guy comes home from work every night, gets about 30 minutes before dinner that he can sit down and play and has almost has the exact same amount of time window than the same guy that sits down for five hours on a Saturday. Yeah. But reaching those, doing that, and having a gameplay loop that's engaging, a reward system that makes sense, a live service thing that is incorporating all of that and respecting a time so that even if you said that the thing was like a month long for a live service, that you could, doing it one or two ways, still complete the thing at the end of the month it is a very tricky thing to solve and i think it's a lot easier for things like fortnite and call of duty and league of legends and like strictly multiplayer games to yeah. be able to solve that problem yep than it is an mmo where you have even though the name massive multiplayer is in the beginning I play that shit a lot alone. Yeah. Like with, I, I play it very similar to the way that I play D1, except I love D1 for it. D1 being division one, not destiny one. Actually, technically I did this in destiny one too. When, when we would just hop and strike teams and grab that random third person. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going to r- just rip through the mission. But in debt in division one, remember you could, when you walked up, it, you could do this in two too. But um, when you walked up to the mission, like door thing, and you could like hold an R3, if you wanted to go to matchmaking and it would just fill people in for you. Or even as you were in the mission, people could just drop in. Mm. And so it's like, I'm never talking to these people. I'm just here killing. If they show yeah. up, they show up. If they don't. Pfft. Yeah. Someone needs to like marry that concept of like the the division mission style and destiny strikes with like, procedurally generated content and then we'd be in business but good procedural yeah yeah and i've been arguing for something like that uh like good procedural repeatable content kind of like that with uh borderlands for a long time too borderlands i think i think borderlands can have a loop pinata system that would just be 
mm-hmm. perfect for it. Um, you and you want to talk about he's thinking of live service games that were di- were designed and built with live service in mind that I don't think hit the mark that they want. Maybe internally the numbers are fine, but optically from the outside, I don't think it's going as well as they want it to. Diablo Four. Uh, which is a great segue because that is the new Blizzard president's favorite Blizzard game. Look at me. Look at me. It's like it's planned. Captain of Segways over here. Number four. I ride him around. Two wheels. <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> Such a stupid fucking <laughs> Blizzard Entertainment has appointed Johanna. All right. How are we saying this? Fairies? I just like, I just love the idea. You know where I want to go with this. That it's just Joseph Fares in a bodysuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's probably it's if it's not fairies, then it's probably Ferris. Yeah. At first, I was like Ferris. I didn't like having to say fairies all the time, so I'm gonna go with Ferris. Yeah. Until I actually hear somebody say it. All right. So Johanna Ferris uh, is the new president of Blizzard. Her new role will be effective on February 5th. As she succeeds Mike Ibarra, who left last week. Uh, Ferris originally joined Activision Blizzard back in 2018 as commissioner of the Call of Duty es- of Call of Duty Esports. Before her new role, she served as general manager of Call of Duty. Uh, Ferris's career also includes an 11-year stint in the NFL, where she worked as vice president of club business development. In announcing her new position to employees, she said, "Quote." I want to let you know immediately that it is an honor to join you next week in this new capacity. I do so humbly and in awe of all that Blizzard has stood for and delivered to the world for over 30 years. Today also brings some mixed emotions. The loss of talented teammates in recent days is hard to hold side by side with the immense excitement I feel about joining Blizzard and building on the momentum you've created for Blizzard's next chapter. End quote. Additionally, she said, quote, Activision Blizzard and King are are decidedly different companies with distinct games, cultures, and communities. It is important to note that Call of Duty's way of waking up in the morning to deliver for players can often differ from the stunning games in Blizzard's realm, each with different gameplay experiences, communities that surround them, and requisite models of success. I am committed to doing everything I can to help Blizzard thrive with care and consideration for you and for our games, each unique and special in their own right, end quote. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, words on paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want that on a book review so fucking bad. Go back to literally the Green Hunter joke from downstairs. <laughs> words on paper. Just... <laughs> <laughs> words on paper the new york times <laughs> just like yeah uh, man, that's what it is i'm um i don't know where do we start to unpack this one i don't really think there's much to unpack honestly yeah i mean we kind of need decisions to be made to like unpack anything like i yeah. think it's kind of a a scary appointment which i think was the universal and she the statement that she wrote out was longer than this and there is a line where she 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 acknowledges the fact that, like, you know, I, I, I understand this is a controversial appointment. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's one of those where anytime somebody gets a leadership position, 
unless the person has murdered children openly and actively, <laughs> pushed the elderly down flights of stairs, is videotaped strangling a homeless man over a bridge. Like, there's... It's a hard thing to say. We know how this is going to go immediately. Yeah. And I know I gave three extreme examples. <laughs> Uh, but those all just sound like terrible things where I could probably look at the person and go, you yeah, shouldn't be leading a company. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also curious, how much say do you have? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, um, are you playing middle middle person to Blizzard or like, what are you or to, isn't, to Microsoft? Isn't that a weird like. To me, it's like a, it's kind of like an out of left field appointment. Like, how do you. I don't. I don't think it's so much out of left field because they were, they were in the company already. Yeah, they were in technically the old company structure. Like they were in the yeah. in in the holy trinity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just weird to but, take someone, the person who runs Call of Duty at Activision, and say, oh, "Okay, let's put you in charge of Blizzard." Like I'm like, there's got to be, there had to have been someone with a better resume that fit I, that role. So I would imagine that there probably is, and I don't. I don't really know how much I want to try to defend it. Uh, in in this paragraph, I will. Uh, but the devil's advocate, which is not something I normally play, so it's weird. <laughs> uh, normally, I'm just the devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> normally, Matt plays devil's advocate. Uh, is that if they did if if they think that she has a good track record of kind of doing like some live service stuff and and keeping engagement numbers high and whatever whatever and they think that maybe having a new look that's not somebody that came from coca-cola to sit on top of a throne of lies and money who acted in movies hung homeless people over bridges did all the other things i said because bobby codex had a living piece of shit yeah. Uh, then uh, sexually harassed the flight attendant on an airplane. And that's at least only one that <laughs> said something. Threatened to murder someone. Again, the one person that said something. <laughs> I'm sure he's done that a bunch. Um, but the having all of that. Like you, there, there can just be that part where you go. All right. Hopefully you're just a. A breath of fresh air, kind of. And hey, we're really not looking for you to like make creative decisions. We need you to make operational type decisions Mm -hmm. and then keep us, me, Matt Booty, in the loop. Booty. Like, hey, when Phil and I show up to you, we're going to ask you what are your teams doing and we expect you to know. But at the same time, don't betray your teams is what I want out of her. Like, don't stab your teams in the back. Let them be creative and help those creative visions grow. Don't squander them into oblivion for no reason. Yeah. Have the have the spine of a of a CEO or whatever to if your team comes to you and says, Hey, <laughs> We really want to ship this in the next six months, but we need more manpower because we just don't have enough t- people to get this done. We know where we all want to go and like 
how how to get there so it's not like a creative problem or like a mm-hmm. technical problem it's just like i need hands to build this model to get there type thing it's like hey microsoft send me 100 people i need like give me help to get this done and then we can just keep moving mm-hmm. um is that a realistic thing what i'm saying i have no idea i don't know how the fucking structure of microsoft and them work at this point but like they have enough studios now that hopefully everybody can kind of play within each other and be happy about it. Yeah. And that's where I just, because they're under the Microsoft banner now, I don't know how much that the leader of Blizzard actually is. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's like my thing that I was thinking about this earlier. And um, I think what, I think what we would see first that would set off alarm bells is people leaving. Right. Like important people leaving, I think, would of their own accord, not just yes. nineteen hundred people in layoffs. Yes. That doesn't count. If I think that's what we would see first. Yeah. Like, like if all of a sudden medicine bounces again. We're gonna start kind of having questions. Yes. Yeah. You can't you can't break glass in case of medicine, announce a new world soul saga, and then go, I'm not gonna finish the saga. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're just gonna make everybody go, Okay, why are you okay? We're all leaving. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Another one to keep our eye on. Yeah. State of Play recap. Uh, here's, a, here's a quick fun one. Kojima is making a brand new next generation action espionage game named Fizzent that will transcend the barriers between games and movies. As if I'm not already trying to do that with Jordan fucking Peele. Another one. And I will not elaborate and I shall now vanish into the shadows until Keeley pulls me out for Summer Game Fest. Stretching himself a little thin, right? That's, uh, I mean, three projects. Can you ever stretch yourself thin if you never knew where you were to begin with? How do this you guys ki- fucking how do got you, the answers over here? How do you kill that Twitch has no life? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's Kojima. Literally, he just has to kind of probably sit down and go, hey, pitch me the craziest bat shit. Doesn't make any sense story you can. I love it. Do that. I'll be back in 30, 30 days. We'll see where you're at. <laughs> what actor can we hire? You got I enough, got no, I got you got enough material for me to, to cut some whack-ass trailer? I brought Norman Reedus with me. Can he play any of these roles? Oh, you have one for a three-year-old female girl? Oh, it's the child from Fear? Reedus will play the child. What? Trust me. It'll make sense. Actually, no one knows. He's going to hold the child naked on a beach. Whales in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody's just staring at him. And you go, this is... I'm just picturing... And then, like, Troy Baker just comes out of nowhere and, like, wanders Just material. Just, like, like, wanders in behind Kojima. But he's been... It's not even that. He's been there the entire time. Not even behind Kojima. In a shadowed corner of the room. Yeah, exactly. With a leg up on the wall and a hat tipped just far enough that there's some hair over one of his eyes and the hat is tipped down scarf on leather jacket there tight jeans heard you guys need a voice (laughs) and then they're just like oh my god troy how long have you been here i have been waiting for mr kojima to arrive (laughs) well this is convenient anyway can you go stand over there ominously and then walk through and you're going to be one of the whales in the sky we're going to put your face on the whale Meanwhile, all the editors going, this looks like shit. Doesn't make any sense. 
debuts at the game awards best thing i've ever seen and then you just have everybody in the most room, anticipated game of the century everybody in the room that cut the trailer going no 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 this can't be real <laughs> just panicking immediately realizing they have to make the game anyway let's talk about the things from the show hell yeah hell divers too oh look at matt out here making segues inadvertently Coming February 8th. That is next Thursday. Yep, doodles. That was the best looking game in my eyes. I still hope we all play it. I hope that I will be able to play a video game again. Uh, I know. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Stellar Blade is a new action game from Shift Up. The is a post-apocalyptic Earth setting with a heroine named Eve. Hmm. And there's, uh, you know, some other stuff going on. So April 26th for Stellar Blade. Yeah, April 26th. Sonic Shadow Generations. So if you like Sonic, play this before the uh, next movie comes out in autumn of 2024. Yay. I keep forgetting 2024 is this year, by the way. I know. I also am doing my brain. Zenless well. Zone Zero, otherwise known as Z3. <laughs> Hundred percent <laughs> made that one up. Yeah. Sounds good though. Yeah, because really, if I was going to nickname it anything, it'd be Z cubed. A free to play MMO adventure. What the fuck does that mean? In development on the PS5, and the image is hysterical. Foam Stars, Square Enix's multiplayer shooter with a focus on building structures with, you guessed it, <laughs> foam. February sixth on its way. Uh, that being said, big ol' flop. I can't see it going well. Yeah, that's going to be a big old flopper. Good news, though. Dave the Diver and Godzilla is getting a crossover. So, hell yeah. Crossover we've always wanted. That's true. Still need to watch uh, Godzilla Minus One. Yeah, same. Because we need to have... What if there's two Godzillas? (laughs) But what if we minus one? Godzilla Minus One. Oh, my God, you're geniuses. (laughs) V Rising, an isometric survival RPG from Stunlock Studios, coming sometime in 2024. Looks pretty. Silent Hill, the short message. Konami out here teasing you and having fun with you. That's a free-to-play game. That's out right now. You get, Guess what? You got to travel through a dark house in search of something. And there's a monstrous entity stalking you. Who would have thought? Wow. I bet you there's a baby in a tub. No, it's in the sink. Baby, There's a baby in the sink. It's the sink, sink, yeah. yeah. And there's a hole, which you can look through into the bathroom. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, that that, that part was creepy. When when you start telling everybody, like, hey, have you tried this yet? Hey, you're going to go right there. There's a hole right there. There's the door, too, and it's cracked open. And then you slam it shut. It's It's all good jump scares. Yep. It's all good in games I won't play. Silent Hill 2 Remake. On its way. But hey, it's in development, so we're just remaking it at least. Judas, a new first-person shooter from Ghost Story Studios, and Ken Levine was the next game up on the docket. Mayflower, a city adrift in space where everyone spies on everyone else. And then you point and say, he is Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) be Be a wild version of Judas. Um, 
But I, you I, are instead playing the titular Judas as she tries to fight back against the machines that cover everything in the city. In development, Metro Awakening VR. Do you like Metro? Hey, it's coming to VR in 2024. Legendary Tales, a first-person medieval fantasy game for the PSVR 2 on February 8th. Dragon's Dogma 2 is coming on March 22nd. We've kind of already known about that for a while. Rise of the Ronin got an extended look. And hey, you want to be a ninja with a gun? It looks pretty. I don't think there's actually a gun in that, is there? Am I crazy? Am I just saying things now? There's a gun in it. Okay, never mind. You're a ninja with a gun. Technically a Ronin. Uh, March 22nd. So you got to pick if you can't afford two games. Dragon's Dogma 2 or Rise of the Ronin. That seems like a mistake. I imagine it probably is. Until Dawn is getting remastered and it is coming to PS5 and PC in 2024. I Sure. I guess you're trying to drum up support for the movie, which is a game based on movie trope. I don't know. It's ridiculous. And hey, Death Stranding 2 on the beach. That's... I'm not talking about this. All right. That's fair. I mean, it's more. More Death Stranding. I think the funnier thing is that you see Sam's brother, Leo, who wields a unique railgun-like weapon, which is controlled by playing it like a guitar. And then sometime in um, 2025. But So it's controlled by playing it like a guitar. But you've seen the new guitar controller that's come out, right? I have not. So there's a new guitar controller. It's like foldable and whatever. But it's um, for... I can't remember for Fortnite um something and it is still also compatible with like Rock Band and stuff. Okay. I can't remember what the the Fortnite game mode is that kind of works like Rock Band. Mm-hmm. But it it's it's one of those things like built in Fortnite type of things. Okay. Uh, but there's another there's a new guitar controller and I'm just like if I have to plug that in to play Death Stranding 2 on the beach. That's pretty fucking cool. In no way am I playing Death Stranding 2 on the beach. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, everyone was making a huge deal out of the fact that Troy Baker's back and like that, that character's back, and I'm like, I don't understand. Hey, uh, Kojima's making a game, or Sony's making a game, or Naughty Dog's making a game. Do you think Troy's not gonna be there somewhere? I know we're I know we're a few years away from Uncharted, but literally as Uncharted Four came out, the every game joke was if there was a voice, it was Nolan North. Or Troy Baker. Yeah. I haven't heard from Nolan North in a while. wonder if he's just like retired. I doubt it. Just quit. So fuck it. Troy Baker's got everything now. Take a guess right now as I look this up. What was the last year you think he was in a game? 2020. I'll take 2022. Okay. I just shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. Because I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you either. Um. Yeah. Yeah. State of play. That was. I was. I started watching it and then I bailed out because nothing really caught my interest. And um, for the most part, genuinely, I'm probably most interested in Hell Divers too. And I am curious about Judas just because of the whole like Ken Levine Bioshock thing. And it looks like it's in the same vein as Bioshock, like some sort of social commentary type thing. You know. What if I said it was this week? Damn. <laughs> he is Clark Kent in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Ah, fuck. He got He us. is Modi 
in God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Is he really? Yep. Okay. Uh, he's in a kid game. He is <clears throat> high on life. He is in high on life. Okay. So that would have been 2022, so I would have taken that one. Marvel's Midnight Suns, which we didn't play. Uh, Guild Wars 2. Destiny 2. Because he took over for Kate 6. Is he a better voice actor than Troy Baker? Because you don't know it's him. Whenever Troy Baker is in He's a game, in the Uncharted movie. Whenever Troy whenever Troy Baker's in a game, you know it's Troy Baker. That's true. He does have a more distinctness of like mm-hmm. uh, him doing a voice. But I think that's also not a hundred percent fair to Troy. Like the the main reason I say that is because I don't think you would know. Troy is Joel as much as I'm going to shoot myself directly in the foot. I think Troy is better just hidden as Joel or in Uncharted than he is as Harrison Ford or in any of because I feel like every I feel like in the Death Stranding they almost like kind of model his character to be I mean yeah to be Troy in Death Stranding he is he is just Troy, so yeah. it's like... I think there was a gimmick going around for a little while of that. I I don't know. Maybe it's his... I th- For some reason, I'm trying to like picture Joel in my head, and maybe I'm thinking more of Last of Us 1 and not 2, where he was just more... I didn't, I didn't hear that and go Troy. Yeah. But now when I hear Harrison Ford in Indy uh, in the Great Circle... It's a, it's a fucking Great Circle. <laughs> when I hear that, I just go, "Yeah, that's that's Troy." Yeah, mainly because in the trailer, there's also those like two sections where he's he's not in full Harrison. Mm-hmm. Roar! <laughs> he's not. Just he's gonna, not James Willems Harrison Ford. Just gonna be listening for Troy Baker my entire life. But I, but I do think you are right that Nolan might be better because it is clearly harder to pick him out of a crowd yeah it's also i mean weird, it's, though that i looked when i looked at that it said the destiny credit showed him as kate six which is fillion's character yeah because nolan took over for dinklage on ghost mm-hmm. and then so did it, he also take over for kate six then and so he's doing two voices in the same game and you're supposed to not think they're the same person yeah i guess so i mean he wins <laughs> I don't I don't fucking know. That that's a level of like, hey, who'd you hire to do all the characters' voices in here? Nolan North. Yeah, but who's doing Susan number two? Nolan North. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Time for the rumor roundup. Apparently, some European retailers are no longer stocking physical Xbox games. Shouldn't even be in here. That's it's gonna happen in America here pretty soon too. It's still a rumor, motherfucker. Okay, it's not a rumor. That's a fact. If, if, if apparently, to be fa- to be fair, there could be rumor roundup and factual statements. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, half of these are gonna be factual. That's it's just it's just it's a rumor. Okay, the rumor is 
there are some stores not putting things back on shelves. <laughs> it's a weird rumor. <laughs> Dreams. Now if, you, now, if you told me there was a conspiracy in one store that one employee was going around taking things off of the shelves. It's, it's a rumor because it's unconfirmed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Dreams. Nate's favorite game. Uh, the unique game creation system uh, developed by Media Molecule was very close to hitting PlayStation 5 and PC, but was canceled at the last minute when the ports were basically finished. Why? That does not make any sense to me at all. It should have been on PC from the start when they announced it. And I will follow it with this. You can tell that that rumor is written by a media person and not by the uh, people at the French Media Molecule studio. Yeah, Media Molecule. Mm -hmm. Wow, you wrote it in the thing. And I couldn't fucking... I had to look at you to tell me what you just said. Um, that's how much he dislikes because the, because the, the media person wrote unique game creation system. When any time media molecules asked, "Is this an engine?" they went, "No, it is a game. It's a game." And all of us looking at them went, "You stupid motherfuckers! You're lying to all of us." Uh, maybe they just ne- maybe they genuinely thought it was it's a the game. Con- it's the console portable argument with a switch. Yeah. The same argument we had with Medium Molecule, we then had with Nintendo. Can you imagine if they put it on PC, like right out of the gate, it would have been vastly more successful. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been having this uh, Princess Bride discussion. Yeah. You keep using that word. (laughs) I don't think you know know what what that means. means. Such a good movie. Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree release might be approaching as Steam DB's DLC section for the game is now in quality assessment. I'm glad that that's like our fucking measure of game progress. Listen, we say things go gold. That's true. Not anymore. And and then we sit here and we go, what does that mean? The whole like gone gold concept is kind of shot now that we don't do physical media, isn't it? I don't know. I think the whole gone gold thing, and then I I still think back to the uh, Hello Games picture of them in the studio saying we've gone gold and holding up the disc. And I'm yeah, like, and fucking what's man, what's his name? Sean uh, Sean Murray. Sean Murray looked like he was like two fucking steps from death. No, no, in that shot he was pumped. He was happy. And then two oh years, yeah, and then that's two right. to three. Years that was later. the good one. Yeah. And then the next picture you see of him two years later, he looks like a fucking caveman. Yeah, it's the same. The same thing that happened to uh, the cyberpunk guy. Yeah, everything, everything, and then it comes out and yada yada, and he just looks like he's gonna die at any minute. Yeah. Um, a new this one's a wild one. A new PlayStation handheld powered by AMD is in early development. And it will apparently be compatible with both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 titles. The console will be powered by a custom AMD APU and is currently in the high-level design phase, meaning that it is at least two years away and hasn't been greenlit for release yet. They're prototyping. I got to see it. I got to see it before, before I even begin to comment. Yeah. I'm this is kind of a I can't believe you would do this and still release the portal. I cannot fathom that you would do that. This is Sony. That's kind of the thing. It's like I don't know. I'm curious. I we hear about this shit so little, like so uh infrequently, that I'm assuming they don't do wild prototypes. Like they're not like Microsoft where they're always just building shit. Yeah. It's just in the back of whatever CEO of Sony's video camera. Yeah. 
I, I'm assuming this is genuine and, and I have the same question of just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just what are you doing? Yeah. Do you know at this point? No, I clearly not. Because by that point, two years from now, just as an the PS5 is going to be on its last legs and they're going to release it and they're going to be like, it's compatible with the PS4 and PS5. By the way, next year, the PS6 is coming out. Yeah. Just sitting on the investor call with them. Hey, does anybody over there know what you guys are doing? <laughs> I'm just curious. Idiots. I'm like, I paid here and I don't understand why this is being run this way. Yeah. Um, the remake of the first entry in the Witcher series currently in development by Fool's Theory will to be will do away with parts of the original that are now outdated or outright bad. Okay. Uh, developer said that. Uh I don't know what that means. Like I know what they mean, but like I know what they mean, but I also just love the, the idea of them getting to a section going, I don't really want to fucking deal with this. This is yeah. trash. Yeah. Can we just cut out this next thirty minutes of this? Yeah. <laughs> A data miner has uncovered the most compelling evidence yet that Hi-Fi Rush may be coming to PS5 and Switch. Stickers. Tom Henderson said, quote, Ubisoft is targeting a May release right now, which would be great. I should say this is about I didn't add it in here. Star, star. I almost said Star Trek. Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. That's not the game I thought you were going to say. Oh, yeah, brother. Buckle up, motherfucker. We're talking about Ubisoft. I don't want to. I don't want to. Ubisoft is targeting a May release right now, which would be great as May is still empty in terms of releases. Ubisoft will do their investor call on on February 8th, so we might get an official update then, end quote. If somebody on that investor call doesn't threaten to off somebody because they're going to release Star Wars Outlaws, before Skull and Bones, I'm gonna lose my mind. We got more Ubisoft later too. We'll we'll snip it. Colin Moriarty shared some potential details about what Sony Fire Sprite is working on. Long Island Viper. They are working on a game called Project Heartbreak. The animation director is Mondo Gullum. Gulam? Gulam. Gulam. Who is a longtime animation director at Rockstar Games. The game is being written by Pierre Sherritt. Sherry was a longtime director. Sherry. <laughs> Pierre Sherry. Yeah, come on, be a little French about it. Sherry <laughs> was a longtime director of writing at Telltale Games. He wrote Tales from the Borderlands, The Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, and Batman the Telltale series. I mean, that's a pretty fucking solid writing track record. Perhaps it takes place on an island. Female protagonist. That's a solid writing track record. That is. That's good. I uh, saw some comments that basically people are like, I'm in. Show me something. And Project U gameplay footage leaked. It is an intense session-based co-op shooter in which players unite in massive battles against overwhelming legions of machines. Have you seen it? No. Let me describe it to you. Okay. Imagine Ubisoft made Destiny and now replace all the enemies with mechanized bugs. That's terrible. We're gonna watch the footage after that, and we're, I want. To see, and we're gonna. You, you, what, you, you, just, just to begin, you said, "Imagine Ubisoft made Destiny," and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, I utter, I shuddered at the thought of that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. Because I thought D one had had server issues and stability. <laughs> Ubisoft would have one up the fuck out of that. <laughs> Tencent is seeking to acquire Dungeons & Dragons from Hasbro. 
per the report, Hasbro reached out to Larian Studios about potentially acquiring D&D IP after the success of Baldur's Gate 3. While Larian had insufficient funds for a transaction, it served as an intermediary between Hasbro and Tencent, as Tencent is a minority investor in Larian Studios. Uh, I don't know if we talk about it, but there's also rumors that Tencent is worried about their future in video games. Yeah. I feel like we talked about it last week. I don't know. I'm just going to say that sentence and we're going to leave it there. I don't know how you could be worried about your future in video games when you're invested in like literally every other developer. They might be worried from like a revenue, like a, like a return on investment, uh, either an ROI or like a true guy's got to come in here with the fucking abbreviations. I just didn't want to say it again. <laughs> Uh, like a publisher standpoint, because don't they own? They have parts in Epic. They have parts in Larian. Mm-hmm. They don't they have parts in Take Two? Yeah, dude, they're all over. That's what I'm saying. They're like literally everywhere. Which means you have parts in Rockstar and yada yada yada. So it's like, and you think you, you think if you just you could play a game of telephone and be like, well, Netty said you're a bitch, and they're gonna go nuts. <laughs> Uh, if it becomes them or netties no way they're leaving (laughs) netties says you're a bitch you're gonna watch them buy 13 more studios i was hoping to pull up like a like a list of stuff but there's just there's honestly too much oh here we go it's embracer sized it really is um except it's more notable and good (laughs) Funcom. Uh, Luau, which is Athlon Games, Digital Extremes, and Splash Damage, Riot Games, Shark Mob, Sumo Group, Visual Arts, Turtle Rock Studios, Wake Up Interactive, Inflection Games, Fulcrum Publishing, Techland, Tequila Works, Klee Entertainment, Ten Chambers Collective, Jaeger Development, Fact Shark, Miniclip, Supercell, Grinding Gear Games, Don't Nod, Epic Games, Pop Pocket Gems, C Limited, Bloober Team, Marvelous, Shift Up, Netmarble, From Software, Keiko, Crafton, Ubisoft, Frontier Developments, Kawa Corporations, Paradox Interactive, Remedy, Remedy Entertainment. Yeah. Other notable investments include Discord, Roblox Corporation, Lockwood Publishing, Platinum Games, Aiming, uh, <laughs> uh, Riff Raff Games, Offworld Industries, Bohemian Interactive, Payload Studios, Platonic Games, Voodoo. So I could see them cutting like half of that down mm-hmm. and just staying with the biggest ones. If that's what they're like worried about. There's like, more. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't do not go into them. <laughs> I don't want to be here for another three hours. But you know uh, what I mean? Like I can see them cutting yeah. down uh, something like the littler ones and being like, all right, we're only going to play with the big players now. Yeah. But there is no way that they are actually hurting for money unless it's a typical business CEO discussion where like. What? We only made $10 billion year over year, and that was a 300% increase on last year? Well, I'll tell you right now, we need to fire half of our work staff, because if that number doesn't go to $30 billion next year, I'm shooting you. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm, their revenue last year. I don't want to know. For, well, their revenue for 2022. Revenue or like gross? Revenue. For 2022, was 78 billion dollars. Oh, so just one Activision Blizzard King? Yes, for the year. <laughs> I'll take one of those, please. <laughs> oh, and I have enough to buy Ubisoft you, or EA afterwards. Do you want to know their total assets? 
like valuation? No, just their total assets. Their value. I'm not even. I don't even know. I don't even know what their valuation would be. Their total assets, I'm assuming, would just be like all the things they own and their investments. Uh, seven hundred billion. Uh, it's it's much lower than that, but still, it's it's kind of ridiculous. It's five hundred. It's two hundred twenty-three billion. Oh, that's not that bad. Yes. I I say they have an owner. Tencent is owned by somebody that's not. That doesn't make sense. Party People's Party of China. Oh, maybe they. Oh, they have a twenty-six percent Chinese government-owned. Uh, a, a, another company has a twenty-six percent share of Tencent. Called the Chinese government. No, it's actually a South African company called the Chinese government shadow company. <laughs> That's <laughs> called, the, called the offshore Chinese banking firm. Uh, I do not want to get through the wiretaps of this. Can we okay, please move yeah. on? <laughs> this is I'm rabbit hole. Sorry. Anyways, last one. Um, reports from across social media have indicated a secondary round of layoffs. Activision Blizzard has gutted the company's esports division. There are unconfirmed reports that the layoffs may impact up to 80% of the company's esports division. One source speaking to PC Gamer has indicated that these cuts are a part of the 1900 layoffs initiated by Microsoft last week and do not represent additional staff losses. And again, that's another one that also I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, because Microsoft owns MLG. So that's where I'm like. Was, that could just it, be redundancy. Was it a fall of redundancy again? Yeah. The same, But like, who knows? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, quick things that we didn't write full paragraphs on. EA Sports FC outperformed expectations again this quarter, delivering 7% year-over-year net bookings growth. Live services now make up 73% of EA's revenues. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. That means that Star Wars Jedi Survivor is like the one title to hold up the other 20-something percent. Yeah. Giants Giants Software's Farming Simulator 22 has sold 6 million copies. That's 22. Yeah, that's impressive. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth has become the fastest selling game in its franchise, selling 1 million copies in its first week. Bingo bongo. I don't want to leave the Congo. Genshin Impact has reached $5 billion in consumer spending quicker than any previous mobile game, according to new data.ai report. Supermassive Games founders Pete Samuels and Joe Samuels are stepping down. Devolver CEO Douglas Morin has stepped down after more than two years in the role. He is being replaced by Harry Miller, who is the co-founder of Devolver and was already executive chairman. Number seven, Pal World has become the biggest third-party Xbox Game Pass launch ever played by 7 million people, and I believe 12 million on Steam for a total of 19. Yes. Japanese entertainment professionals have been reportedly told to refrain from mentioning Pal World in public or on social media to avoid potential backlash from the Pokemon company. And their Yakuza. Number 9, surprise, surprise, Xbox's revenue is up 49% following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Xbox content and services revenue was up 61% year-on-year, I expect that to go up two more percent once they fired three two thousand people. 
Uh, number 10, Enshrouded, the new title from the makers of Portal Knights, has already sold over 1 million units since its Steam Early Access launch that occurred just last week. Number 11, CBS Studios and Inner Sloth have revealed the first image from its Among Us animated series. The single image was shared on Instagram by both companies, showing an empty cafeteria with a banner reading, We're not dead. The word not has been covered in blood. Pretty sussy. Number 12, Avowed developers have confirmed that the game has multiple endings because, well, it's a fucking Obsidian game. Number 13, Carl Weather has, Weathers, I believe, has died at the age of 76. You may know him from Rocky, Predator, Happy Gilmore, or more recently, The Mandalorian. Somebody had the uh, image, thinking of Carl Weathers again, uh, of him as Chubb with Lincoln and the Gator. Mm-hmm. above happy's house like yeah. waving at him i was like oh my god so good uh yeah all right so it's been seven days what you been up to um mainly uh watching anime uh let's see i i pulled out my uh sim racing monitors that i need to check uh before the end of january last weekend and check them no dead pixels all working i have noticed that my PC monitor that I don't really use anymore has a dead pixel. Not really dead, it's stuck blue. Um, smack dab in the middle of the screen. Ooh, the worst place to have one. Um, started watching Masters of the Air that released. Um, yeah, that's about it. Nothing else exciting going on. How about you? Uh, got some time into Infinite Wealth. Nice. I'm in Hawaii. A lot of cutscenes. It's Ooh, a Yakuza game. I'm yeah. I'm reading a book while I'm playing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, a lot going on. Met Kiru, so I'm back with the homie. Nice. Uh, also played some Mirage. Getting further in that. Getting close, you think? Or no, I'm only like five hours in. Oh, okay. Five or six, um, but I'm I'm getting more familiar with the get in, get out. Don't don't get into a fight with forty four hundred people for no reason. What do you, what is it like a twenty hour game? You think that's my guess. I haven't looked at how long to beat. I'm gonna look real quick while you're talking. I'm gonna guess eighteen to twenty. Um, for like just completion, not completion plus side things. I'm gonna guess completion plus sides like twenty four. Uh, the. World of Warcraft. Played Pal World for a little bit, tried that out. Uh, but that's I mean that's really it as far as things have been playing. Still just been listening to too too many podcasts to mention. Yeah? Podcasting? Oh, just like fantasy baseball one. Mm. A lot of all sports ones really. Doing the sports thing. Yeah. And uh, I I've been doing a lot of stuff uh like work wise where I'm like, I just need to throw headphones in and listen to something and mm-hmm. I I listen to podcasts as long as nobody needs to talk to me because the moment somebody needs to talk to me or I need to like listen, potentially listen to something else, I can't listen to a podcast because I'll never remember where I was. Yeah. So I just have to throw in music at that point and yeah. I'm fine. Uh, but no, that's, I mean, that's really it. Uh, In case yeah. you're curious, uh, Mirage is 15 and a half for the main story. And some extras? No, some extra, main and extras are 22. Okay, so I wasn't I wasn't too far off. I'll take yeah. that. Do you want to know the hours for Infinite Wealth? Uh, main is gonna be 
38. Add 20. 58 for just main story? That's what it says. I believe that, though, because the... I bet I, I believe that to be true. Minus 20 again if you take out the cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> main plus extras. 80, 70. Oh, 84 and a half. Full completion, 120. 125. Yeah. Yeah, because when you do it, if you do a Yakuza completion or a Yakuza completion, it's all the mini games you have to do. That's what sucks your time in. Is having to like perfect all the mini games. Yeah. Not just like go do all the side stories. It's like do all the side stories. Cool. Go perfect all these mini games. You're like, I don't high know. score all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Or do the highest difficulty rounds of everything. Mm-hmm. You're just like, can, can I not? So yeah. But also cool because that, you know, it gives me an RPG to just kind of vibe with. Yeah. It also means that I can definitely finish Mirage in the course of like two weeks or one week if I really wanted to. Um, and then we get to play Helldivers next week. Hopefully. Helldivers. So, all right then. Then we shall see everybody in seven days. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Have fun. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.